Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alita. Welcome to the club. Hi, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. We are super excited because we have the one and only Tess Solly, which I'm sure most all of you have heard of her and are following her. She's an esthetician. She has her own skincare line. She's been studying nutrition, and she actually also has her own podcast, which is freaking amazing. So <laughs> just stop what you're doing and go listen to her podcast right now because yes. <laughs> it's so good. But um, thank you, Tess, for coming on. Is there anything else you want to add so our followers can better get to know you and connect with you? Oh, well, thank you. I just want to say thanks so much. That was such a sweet introduction. And it's so funny to be on the other side of things. I'm like a little <laughs> nervous, but so grateful to be here. And thank you, girls. Your podcast is amazing, too. And yeah, I think you said it. You summed it up pretty good. But I I specialize in treating skin virtually. So what's a little unique about that is I work with problematic skin all over the country. So I don't have to be in person to see you. And yeah, that's that's kind of my life. That, the podcast, Free Skin, which you mentioned, and being on social media. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So we always like to start our episodes out with our weekly favorites and our weekly updates. Um, and so Alita, do you want to start out with your weekly favorite? Yes. Perfect. Okay. So my weekly favorite this week. Um, okay. <laughs> I saw this hack on TikTok. <laughs> um, so you, if you guys like Chipotle, you need to go to Chipotle and order a tortilla with beans and cheese. And it's only $2. It's only $2. And you can like get it toasted. And then it's like a really humongous bean and cheese burrito for only $2. Money saving Life hack. Value <laughs> buy. So that is my weekly favorite. Have you been having that? I need to know. Have you been having that? I tested it out today because I saw it. I think it was this morning on TikTok that oh, you okay. could order and it would only be two dollars and I can confirm it's like it's like two dollars and eighty cents with tax or something but they stuff their burritos no it was like a thick burrito like nice big chipotle burrito of just beans and cheese so I highly recommend it I will try that yeah and get the pinto beans (laughs) pinto the brown ha- ones. The brown ones. I'll have to try that. I always get black beans for some reason. Oh. I don't know why, but well, I'll try Pinto. Same. I, yeah, we'll try. I feel like, aren't most bean and cheese burritos made from Pinto beans? Because they're refried Ooh, beans. Probably. So. Right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I got Pinto. I want to say. They looked like they belonged in a bean and cheese burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try that next time. Yes. yes. Hey, that's mine. What's yours? Hey, awesome. My <laughs> weekly favorite... Okay, I have a few, and they also all have to do with food. Very nice. <laughs> uh, so my first one is, so you know rice cakes, just like yes. the rice cakes you can get from oh, the store. I love rice cakes. Mm-hmm. So I was grocery shopping the other day, and I saw everything but the bagel rice cakes, like what? from Einstein Bagels, you know, oh. like that seasoning on yeah. the bagel. Oh, my heck. 
so good. <laughs> Where'd you get them? Literally just um, like fries, oh. the grocery store. Interesting. So good. So if you Yum. haven't tried those rice cakes, highly recommend those. And then another weekly favorite, I, <laughs> I've never done this before, but I got ginger shots. That burns. <laughs> like it felt like I had a curling iron like in my throat. The ginger turmeric yes. ones. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those too. And I was not prepared for what I chugged. Yeah. <laughs> they are fire. So anyways, Literally. but yeah, it's kind of fun. So those are my weekly favorites. Tess, do you want to share your weekly favorites? Okay. So I feel like a lot of estheticians are kind of clean freaks. Maybe. Are you guys? Either that or no. A little bit. You You're a messy estee. <laughs> okay. So my favorite is a vacuum. But what I like about this vacuum is you turn it on and it does the work for you. So I feel like just keeping the house clean, that was like the chore that was weighing me down. And to just turn it on and not have to worry about it. And it helps with my allergies. They is it like a Roomba? Yes, it's ex- that's exactly what it what it is, but it's like an Amazon version. It's called Yuffie. Ooh, okay, okay, you're gonna have to send us that link. That sounds really I'll nice. I'll send you the link. It's only 150. dollars I feel like 600. That's really is affordable. Lot to ask for a vacuum. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, amazing. Do you have any yeah. animals? I don't, but we're actually thinking about rescuing a dog. Do you guys have Oh, I have two. I have two golden doodles and they are crackheads. They're oh psycho. <laughs> You're so cute. And then I also I have a rescue, actually. You do? What kind? So she for sure has black lab in her, but she okay. also has some white stripes on her chest and she has really perky ears. So we think she might be a lab mixed with a boxer, but we're not positive. But she's so good. She doesn't bark. She's like the most obedient dog I've ever had. And I don't know if that has to do with her being a rescue, but rescues are the best. I know. We're we're on the site every day looking for dogs. <laughs> we applied. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. It's a little harder to get accepted than I anticipated, but... Yeah, I'll definitely. Well, I'm excited to see. <laughs> tips. Yeah, I'll be sure to show you guys. Wait, that's so exciting! Perfect. I another one. <laughs> I know. I haven't okay. owned a dog in many years, so we really do. Did you grow up with them? I grew up with a Boston Terrier, which is like the little pug nose, little tuxedo dog. Really good dogs, but smaller dog and now we're looking for a bigger breed maybe like a pit bull or something bigger that's so fun i love big dogs yay well i hope you guys find one soon me too okay well then let's get into life updates you take it away okay so uh, update from two days ago i guess when did we record we recorded friday friday night yeah so it's been like two days um, so I had another doctor's appointment today and everything that essentially was like a concern, um, last week is getting better as of right now. So like, for example, um, sorry, 
<laughs> um, so, okay, the fluid levels of like the water that's around the baby are going up, which is a good sign because my water's not broken, which means that baby does not have to come out yet. And then also my cervix is the same dilation that it was last week, if anyone cares to know. So I'm not progressing in labor anymore, even though I'm still having contractions. It's just nice that things aren't still progressing because it's still way too early for her to come. So it's a good sign. And that's kind of all I really have to update on. Good. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a good update. Yeah. I'm not in the hospital. So that's better. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't sure if we would have a baby tonight or not. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Today could have gone very differently. I was going to ask, how was your first pregnancy? Was it pretty smooth? Literally a breeze. So easy. So fun. Whimsical. Amazing. My daughter came out with like a half of a breath of a push and it was like no recovery. Just like everything went like as perfect as it could have gone. And like, yeah, it was just crazy. So that this is like, sorry, in my head, I finished my thought. It was crazy. It's just crazy (laughs) that this is like a completely different situation Yeah, where it's like just high stress. The mm-hmm. entire time. So, yeah, yeah that's all. Well, glad things <laughs> are looking good. Yes. Yeah. Just okay. I really have nothing to update on um, except for the little cat that my brother brought home. So he brought a little kitten home <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know. And we've been trying to find a home for him. And we haven't been able to. And so I'm like really secretly hoping that my family will just fall so in love with him that I'll be able to keep him. Yeah. But yeah, we still have the cat. <laughs> That's the update. So if anyone out there in Arizona wants a little cute black kitten and you'll treat him good, message me. <laughs> you just need to find him a good home. So yeah, that is all. Tess, do you want to share any updates? Yeah, so I'd say my main one is that we have moved and we moved into a house. We're still renting, but it's just so nice to have more space and room to record podcasts and do my shipping for my products and have like a space for work so I'm not sleeping and cooking and working all in the same place. So that's very exciting. Yeah, that's Uh, awesome. So where do you live now? So we live in Oakland, California, in Northern California. Okay. Have you ever been up here? I have. Well, is it close to San Francisco? Yes, exactly. Like 30 okay. minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Then, oh wait, I flew into Oakland. Oh. Yeah. Back in like um, May, I think. Yeah, I was like just there not too long ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that. I love uh, it. Certain parts are are better than others, <laughs> <laughs> but that airport is very easy. It's easier than SFO, so good yeah. choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Yes. So we have a Q&A for Tess um, just over everything she does. So we first just want to start out asking you what initially got you interested in the aesthetics industry. So 
Ever since I was younger, I was really interested in beauty, and I always kind of thought I wanted to be a beauty writer. So I don't know about you girls, but I grew up with a lot of magazines, and that's where we got like our beauty information. We didn't have Instagram or YouTube (laughs) Mm -hmm. or, you know, TikTok, of course. So that got me really into just the beauty world, and I did work at magazines and and did social media working for a different magazine and, and, and was a writer. But um, I was kind of at a standstill where I just felt like we get pitched these products, we get sent these products, but how do I know what's actually a good idea for somebody? I just don't know beyond like the marketing of it. So it was about that time when I was kind of in my corporate job and started to get more curious about aesthetics and I had never known an esthetician or gotten facials, but I ended up kind of having some kind of break where I went home and got a facial and I just left that treatment room feeling like, what just happened? This was the coolest experience of my life. I had never heard of really estheticians, but I just felt like the person who treated me was magical and had all the answers and just knew all the things. So yeah, I honestly left very transformed and just, I had that curiosity about it. And I was like, huh, people really do this for a living. I wonder what that's like. And so I remember going back to my corporate job and I was there for a little while and sitting at my desk and just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And eventually I just knew I wanted to go to esthetician school and I wanted to learn more about skin. That was about the same time I started really struggling with acne. So it all kind of came to fruition and the rest is kind of history. But that's really what led me there, just wanting to understand beauty beyond the surface and beyond just marketing. That's amazing. So how old were you at the time? So I was 26. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then what school did you go to? So I went to a community college in Northern California. It's called Skyline College. And it was, it was fine. It was, you know, I had great instructors. It wasn't anything fancy. I ended up getting some scholarship money. So I, I think I just paid for the kit. So it was kind of a steal. And I don't know if that still exists to this day, but it wasn't this huge investment I know a lot of people go through. Yeah. Wow. So have you grown up in California then? Yeah. So I was born in San Francisco and I've lived in in different places. I've lived in New York and Australia and LA, but yeah, but now I'm back home in Northern California. So yeah, kind of crazy full circle. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. What about you guys? I didn't know you were both together and I didn't know you were in Arizona. (laughs) I don't know why I assumed Utah. I used to live in Utah and I went to aesthetic school in Utah and I talk about Utah a lot because I love Utah. So that could be why. (laughs) Okay. And I'm just from Arizona. I did live in Utah for a few years, but I just live in Arizona with my family. So I consider myself just born and raised here. <laughs> you guys yeah, live but... 
close to each other? Like 20 minutes, 25 minutes-ish. Yeah. 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 She's in Queen Creek Gang and Gilbert, so not too far from each other. Yeah. So we we met at our last job or at where I – where she still works, where I used to work. That's where we met. Um, And I've actually known her husband since childhood. And Mm -hmm. so, like, our husbands know each other because we all grew up, like, in the same city. And then, yeah, we just started hanging out. And we decided one day, like, we should start a podcast together. We were, like, in in a break between clients at work. And we're, like, Mm-hmm. Just talking about how to grow our social media platforms, but didn't feel like YouTube was the route that we wanted to take or something. Mm-hmm. And then like, we should just do podcasts. And yeah. within like 15 minutes, we had like 30 ideas of different episodes. We're like, And you are one of the people we had laid out yes. in that 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh, guys. That's so sweet. I'm really, really honored. And I think that's awesome. And I love that you guys are kind of in the same room together. I feel like that brings a different vibe to the podcast, like actually being together. It's yeah. It's very much just a chatty conversational <laughs> podcast. Definitely <laughs> makes it easier for sure. Those yes. are my favorites to listen to. But okay. So you specialize in acne and rosacea, correct? Or mm-hmm. am I making that up? You do. Okay. No, that's what yes. I thought. Um, <laughs> what are your top, tips for these concerns I know that is such a broad range but what are some of your top tips for someone who might be struggling with these concerns Mm. should I talk about acne and rosacea or both of them together like one tip either way (laughs) (laughs) I'd say my overarching thesis when it comes to acne and rosacea, since they're both chronic ongoing conditions and they are medical skin conditions, they're inflammatory skin conditions. As you can probably see, it's a hundred degrees in California. We don't have AC, so minus flaring today, which is oh, so yes. It's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. But I would say my advice is to really seek out professional help. And I know It's expensive and it is an investment. It's not accessible for everyone, but I really think these are conditions that deserve to be treated. And a lot of people want to go the route of just hoping it'll go away or that they'll like stumble upon that one answer that's going to solve the problem. And the truth is that they have to be managed. They're very tricky conditions. So many little things can trigger them. And it's not just about solving that one problem. It's really kind of a perfect storm of events and they're very multifaceted. So I'd say if you could save up even for one meeting with an esthetician, I just think the value you get from a consultation alone or like one facial of somebody looking at your skin and making at least some recommendations for home care, I think that's so worth the money. And so many people end up spending more money just on the wrong things, things they don't use. And that adds up and often gets people nowhere and is really frustrating and hard on mental health. So I just think shortest distance between two points is straight line, go seek professional help, get a facial, get some home care that you can put on your skin every single day. That's going to make a big difference. Amazing. I love that. That's a good tip. (laughs) Okay. So how has it been creating your own skincare line? 
and what made you want to start it? So, yeah, it's been such a wild ride. I feel like I learn something new every day just because there's so much that goes into it that you can't possibly know until you're really in it. Talking to customers, doing the shipping, working with manufacturers. Um, but, sorry, can you repeat the question? <laughs> just how has it been like creating a skincare line? Yeah. And what made you want to start your own? Thank you. What made me want to start my own? So the need really came from my clients. And I feel like all estheticians probably feel this way. Even with the best lines, we will see little gaps or we just feel like, I wish I had this one thing that is not on my shelves. I think that's a really good reason to start a line is to think about your clients and what's really needed, not just inventing something for the sake of having a brand or putting your name on a label, but really thinking what is going to serve my clients and what do they need that doesn't exist already? So as many amazing cleansers as there are out there, I work with rosacea and acne clients. They're both easily congested skin types. With rosacea, you want to be careful not to occlude the skin or, or leave any oil residue behind because that's kind of like putting a roof over the mite's head, tucking it in a little blanket and allowing that heat to thrive. And with acne, of course, you do, you want to be careful not to occlude the skin or congest it. So I was just finding with my clients, we didn't have a perfect solution for removing their makeup, for using cleanser around the eyes, and um, using something that was going to be very healing and not congest the skin, because that's such a bummer to congest the skin in like the first step, it makes everything that comes after harder. So that was really kind of the inspiration for the line, just wanting to have an easy makeup removal, double cleansing system that's going to be healing for the skin and not aggravate it or congest it. Amazing. amazing. I love how much thought you put into your line and you're not just doing it to do it. Um, What would you say your biggest challenge was while creating a line? Oh, such a good question. I would probably say one, just not being your own worst enemy and standing in your own way and letting your own doubts and insecurities kind of hold you back. Um, You have to stay true to that original vision and that original need for the product. And also just to kind of, you want to hear feedback, but you also just want to be cautious because you're going to hear a lot of opinions. If you start a brand or a business or you guys with the podcast, you probably hear a lot of outside, outside noise of people saying you should do this or that, or your interview should be this way. And you have to kind of know in yourself what works, what's the what's the original purpose for this brand, what's the vision, because it can be manipulated so easily. And as you grow a brand, you're going to be hiring more people, bringing more people on and letting them in on the dream or the vision. And you just want to be careful that you are the one who's still in control of that. Absolutely. Wow. That's... Very inspirational, actually. <laughs> I just like letting it soak in. I'm like, 
Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Do you have any plans to grow your line? So there are two new things coming. They'll be here before Christmas. So TBD on that. But yes, the line is going to slowly grow. And again, it's really about the needs I'm identifying of my clients because I, I do carry amazing brands like Glymed and Is Clinical and Jan Marini. So I have a lot of great products to work with. I only really want to bring in something that's absolutely needed or, or different or is like just missing. Um, so I don't just want to create a million SKUs, but I do want to create things that I think are going to be an asset to my clients. So yes. That's awesome. So switching gears a little bit, talking about your podcast, how has it been going and what initially inspired you to start your podcast? Oh, okay. It's been going good. I think we're on like three years or maybe almost four. It's been a long time. I know. So funny, I also started a podcast with a friend, Lauren, who's still one of my best friends. She just doesn't do the podcast anymore. She started a candle brand. Now she also does social media for estheticians, dermatologists. She's kind of focused on that. But we started it together probably for a similar reason as you guys, just feeling like we wanted to talk about skincare. And we also felt like wouldn't it be cool if we had a reason to contact experts we looked up to and interview them and learn? So that's kind of where it started. And now I do it by myself, talking to myself. It's, I don't know, it's definitely nice to have a co-host and somebody to yes. talk with, but we're still going strong. So as that's far amazing. as I know, it's going okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. What's your favorite part about podcasting? Hmm. I just think, yeah, kind of similar to what I said already, but getting to talk to experts, it's been such a great tool for me. And I've made so many relationships, probably like you girls and connections and mentors like Jan Marini has become somebody I talk to every week, obviously an amazing connection and person to know in the industry, all because of a podcast interview. So I think it can lead to a lot of great things and people are generally willing to talk and help and contribute their time. So I think it's kind of like a smart way to network. Yeah. Oh my gosh. To meet Jan Marini, I would die. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to like put in a good word for us, like we're not going to say no. No, What I love about Jan is she really devotes a lot of time for somebody as busy as her and somebody who's a CEO and oversees so many things down to manufacturing and and sales. She really prioritizes connecting with estheticians and doing Instagram lives, podcasts, educating. And I just think that's really cool about her that she spends so much time doing that. Yeah, that's amazing. So I think she would be happy to talk to you guys. Add that to the list. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so cool. Oh my gosh. I'll give you your email. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Podcasting's the best. I love being able to meet 
So many people. Yeah. So, okay. So who are some of the people that you look up to in the industry? Yeah. Okay. So obviously Jan, I just, she's like everything I, I could ever dream of being. I mean, I just think I, she's a really strong example of what a CEO should be. Somebody who's involved, so well-educated and cares about research and developing the most cutting edge products. So she's been so generous with her time with me. Sometimes I just, I don't even know why she's on the phone with me as much as she is, but she's very, very generous <laughs> and cares about estheticians. So I really look up to her. And then I have three other mentors I just want to mention quickly because they might be a good resource for other estheticians. So Michelle Phelan, who was my, like the first, I'd say advanced instructor I ever met outside of my SD school. I started taking classes at Concepts Institute, like halfway through schooling. And she's just so nice, so nurturing, so maternal. I really, really just, I'm glad she was like the first instructor I met because she's so just sweet and caring um, and very intelligent. So I learned a lot from her. And then Douglas Preston, I think is a great resource for those who want to learn more about acne. He's like really blowing up now, which is cool. But he was the person who really kind of helped me when my acne was getting bad. He was really kind of like a saving grace. He uses this special extractor that gets really deep, but doesn't leave trauma to the skin. So I started seeing him for extractions. I think it was in my second SD job at the time. And it was, I felt a lot of pressure at that job to have perfect skin. And I think estheticians can feel that a lot. It's like this pressure that you can never have acne or yeah. break out. Um, <laughs> but he he really knows knows acne, I think, better than most. So he was really instrumental. And he's like the guy I want to call if I have like a business question, something like that. And he does uh, coaching calls with estheticians. So he's amazing. And then lastly, I have the best dermatologist in the world, she's truly world-class. And I think there can be this tension between derms and SDs and like almost like this silent feud. And she is the opposite of that. She loves estheticians. She hires them. She thinks the world of us and passes on a lot of her dermatology education to us. So I started seeing her for Botox when I was 25 years old and she still does it. She does my V-beam laser and I've just learned a lot about dermatology and the medical side from her. Whereas I think I used to feel like prescriptions are bad or I don't know, you, you put a certain stigma on them, but from her, I've really learned when it can be life-saving and really help somebody who's suffering. And when there is a time and place for certain things, I've learned about certain melasma medications or rosacea medications, or even Accutane. I've learned a lot more about those things from her. And just, I've learned how she runs her business is how I would hope to scale one day where she hires really good people. You feel so taken care of and you never feel like you're bothering her. I hope my clients feel the same way. So those four people, I just owe a lot to. 
I love that. I love the extractor tool that Douglas Preston has. I use it and it's like my favorite. It has changed my life. Like at work, it just makes extraction so much easier and like so much more isolated rather than like having, and I used to just only use like an ultrasonic or just do a manually, but Mm -hmm. I love this one because it can get so deep and it's like so precise and oh. It's the one that I showed you. Yeah. The little yeah. like hook at the top with the pointy. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It takes it's a so good. practice, but it's so good. Because isn't that the worst when I felt like with other extractions, sometimes clients don't want to get a facial because it's going to prolong the purging or they leave with welts or it just like makes everything worse. So I yes. think to have that tool is so worthwhile. Like I, totally. because I can't use it on myself, I will go drive an hour and a half to see Douglas. And I just feel like if I have any congestion, it's flat by the time I leave. So I think it's really good. good I love it. I need to get my hands on that. You need, you need, people will literally love you because it just, it makes extraction so much easier. Yes. Beautiful. The more you know. Mm -hmm. Um, What made you want to get the NASM NASM nutrition certified. (laughs) What made you want to go get that? Yeah. So I've always been somebody, maybe like you, Alita, who's just really interested in wellness and nutrition. I've always struggled with chronic illness. So for me, I learned, I'd say like in my early 20s, I really learned how important food and what we eat is and was experiencing a lot of symptoms from my thyroid conditions at, at the time. Um, and I really learned how I could have a different quality of life thank, thanks to food. And um, so for me, it really is medicine. And I think when it comes to skin, I also felt like there's this missing link of the lifestyle and nutrition that is beyond an esthetician's scope of practice. So I really just wanted to, I was already interested, but I wanted to learn more about it and at least have that like database of information for my clients. Not that I necessarily want to go into health coaching, but I just think it's so important when it comes to skin. So I'm excited to kind of add that to my practice and have it be like, I don't know. I also think estheticians should think about what could make them different or give them a little edge or an angle. And I think it can be different for everybody, but adding certifications, expanding your knowledge, I think is always money well spent. Totally. Yeah. It's like the missing piece of the puzzle because like our skin is a manifestation of our gut and like what's going on internally. And the only way to heal your gut is through food and like change of lifestyle. So I think that's amazing. It's so good. I'm so happy for you. You too. I know. I need to pick your brain more. I'm excited to be officially certified by the end of the year. And yeah, it's just been cool. There's so much information about food. And I think even just for the average person, like similar to aesthetics, having a basic understanding of skin or food and why you're picking certain things. I think it just, it's information you take with you for life. So those are like my favorite areas to learn more about. Yes. That's so great. Yeah. You definitely can help your clients more by doing that. Totally. Um, 
So how has the process of studying nutrition been for you at NASM? How do you say it? Is it NASM or mm-hmm. NASM? Yeah, no, you're saying it right, NASM. Okay. Um, so it's all done online. Um, you are basically, I think you're given a year to complete everything. You have, like I'm on chapter 20 right now. It's it's dense textbook information. So I go through it a little bit slower, especially like working full time. I'll usually try to do a chapter each week and just not make it so overwhelming too. But I do my coursework, I do my tests, and then at the end, there's like a final test and then you're certified. Nice. I like that you can kind of do it like that at your own pace. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's That's a really really cool resource. And there there are other nutrition schools out there too, like IIN is a really good one. Um, And a lot of ones that are just accessible online. So I think that's cool. You don't have to sit in a classroom physically. Right. What are your biggest nutrition tips for like the correlation between like nutrition and skin? What's your biggest tip? Mm. I'd say my biggest tip is eating a variety of foods and you hear it all the time, but more so sticking to the outer perimeter of a grocery store. Um, that way you'll likely end up with more whole foods than processed ones. And just like a skincare label, when you're looking at a nutrition label, the ingredients are listed from ascending order to descending. So the the main ingredient is going to be listed first. If you're looking at a long ingredient deck, it might be an indicator. It's a pretty processed food. So, um, Yeah, nutrition, I don't want to oversimplify it because it really depends on the individual and the goal. But when it comes to skin, eating balanced meals, getting enough protein, maybe trying a new fruit and veggie each week at the store, whole grains, legumes, veggies, fruits, all, all the whole foods are important to include in your diet. There are specific acne trigger foods we could get into, but I think overall, like sometimes people start with, with that type of information or they take one thing and think it's going to solve everything, but you have to look at the whole picture too. Totally. I love that. Okay. Final (laughs) question. Where do you see your business in five years? And this can include podcast, your skincare line, everything. Oh, goodness. I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm (laughs) taking it day by day. And I'm always open to things changing. I just, I like the podcast, for example, I can't believe it's been this long, but you know, something, something could change and I could be excited about something else more. I try not to be too rigid and I try to be consistent, but do something as long as it's bringing me joy. Sometimes that means other things fall off. Like I don't do as many YouTube videos as I used to, which I wish I could, but it kind of just depends on where things take me and where other people are getting the most value. Wow. Awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> Do you guys Do know where you'll be in five years? I don't I have know. No freaking idea. 
I know. Oh, I'm I don't even know where my a... life will be, let alone my career. <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. it day by day. How long have you guys been Estes? Four years. I'm coming up on five years in December. So oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah me what about, about you? The same. I think four? four and a half. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 31. Okay. Very cool. So, I'm 25. I just turned 25 like oh, two gosh. weeks ago. <laughs> okay. You're so mature for 25. And how about you, oh Rachel? Gosh, that's nice. I'm 23. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are babies. <laughs> you have so much time ahead of you. Oh, 23 and 25. Those are good years. So, yeah, like in five years, I'll be hitting 30. My oldest will be like seven ish. Oh my gosh. Oh, ew. Wow. No. That's weird to think about. <laughs> <laughs> and then my baby will be five and I will probably my business will be like five years old. <laughs> Six years old. Crazy. Yeah. Do you have your own business? Yeah, I started earlier this year. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I went solo. So now I have an employee who actually just started in August to help my mm-hmm. transition into being a mom of two and just help me out with taking clients and everything because I do like working part time and I like being a mom full time. So mm-hmm. it's trying to just find balance while keeping this a job, but also a hobby for me and not making yeah. it feel too much like a job, honestly. <laughs> totally, totally. And I know how much work goes into podcasting. So I really just commend you guys. And I know it's like, <laughs> it's a whole thing producing weekly episodes. So it yeah, is. Get it. It's a production. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's been awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. It's been so fun getting to know you. And we'll have to have you on again in the future. Oh, please. I would love that anytime. Thank you girls so, so much. You're both so sweet and genuine and thank you for having me on. Thank you. Well, we'll keep talking to you, but we're going to end the podcast (laughs) here. So thank thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And also, go follow us on Instagram at the Skin Club Podcast. Feel free to message us for future episodes and suggestions of what you would like to hear on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.